Good morning. Hello. Wakey, wakey, wakey. <laughs> oh, my goodness me. Oh, it's so early on a Sunday morning. <sighs> Why am I up so early on a Sunday morning? I ask myself. I really don't know. <laughs> uh, that's the answer that I'm giving myself. I should still be in bed. Oh, never mind. Um, okay how are we did we all sleep well did we all have a good day um i actually had an amazing day yesterday it was a really really good family day um i love spending time with my children anyway but i just just had an amazing day yesterday with them um so we did lots of things and it was just so nice um however i have um i'm very impressed very impressed um because um i if you know what the riddle was yesterday now i didn't know the answer to the riddle i had to read the answer so um, I was going to be very, very impressed with anybody who got the right answer. Um, so the the riddle itself was what vehicle is spelt the same backwards and forwards? Now, the answer was race car. How amazing is that? So um, and I thought, do you know what? I'm not going to be very surprised if nobody gets it. But I was more than surprised because so many of you got it. The very first one um, was Ariana, who not only impressed me, but she also impressed her mummy because she didn't know the answer either. So she was super impressed with you, Ariana. Um, so well done. And you were closely followed by Leo, um, who, yeah, just also got the answer right um so thank you very much for both of you um but also thank you to everybody else who messaged in with the right answer you made me feel quite um i don't know i don't know what the word is um not stupid because <laughs> i didn't know the answer um but i think uh grown-ups tend to overthink things so children just say what the uh what they think the answer is and it's usually correct because it's the simplest answer but adults when they get when they as they grow up they overthink things and make things more difficult than they really are which is why i think i didn't get it so well 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 done um for that riddle now i have another one today woo <laughs> I and I do apologize to these um parents actually because um a lot of parents are having their days disrupted by these riddles because um instead of waiting till bedtime to listen to the story uh they've switched their day around because the children want to listen um in the morning uh just because they want to listen to the riddle um, so I do apologise to those parents who are having to switch their days around. Um, I do feel guilty now. Um, but uh, this is today's riddle. OK, 
So get your thinking caps on and riddle me this. If you feed me, I grow. But if you give me water, I die. Hmm, what am I? Wow, wow. What dies if you give it water? That's a very difficult one, isn't it? So get that thinking cap on and think hard. <laughs> so that's today's riddle. Now, it's Patriot's Day in America and USA. Um, I've never been to America, so I'm not 100% sure whether it's a holiday, whether it's a, um, you know, whether it's a, a big, um, big day. Um, but it is Patriot's Day. So happy Patriot's Day if you live in America. Um, now, yes. Oh, before I say anything else, um, I was going to say something, but um, a couple of people have asked me about the voiceover uh, work that I did the other day and if I was allowed to mention the advert that it was for um, so that they could listen to it. So I can mention it, It's that's not a problem. However, um, it's not a TV, or this one isn't a TV advert. It's um, it's a, like a an online um, help video, if you like, uh, for people who are grieving um, if they've lost somebody and they're grieving for them so it's it was like a, a help video um, for those people to listen to um, so that's what it was so it's not really suitable for you to listen to I'm afraid however I do have um, or I have applied for um, quite a few others who and they are um, adverts on TV and not only that but little short films as well which you would be able to see now I do want to say that um, although that was my first um, proper voiceover job the other day what made it a job was because I was paid to do it which was great um, every little helps. However, about two years ago, I did do um, something and it was um, like a like an animation um, film and it was entered into um, an animation animated film festival or something. Um, I don't really know a lot about them, but it was the person that did it, um, put it together. Uh, I was the voice of. Um, a robot in a spaceship <laughs> so uh, the sensible robot on the spaceship there was only two there was a man and a or a man robot and a lady robot and I was the sensible one and um, so yeah I, it was fun to do but what made it so amazing to me was that I live in um, England and the man robot lived in America and the person who was putting the film together also lived in America so what he did was he made the film up then he he, he got the recording from me for my part 
and then he got the recording from the other the man in America for his part and then he put all of it together without any of us ever meeting um and I just found that so awesome and really really cool that they could they can actually do that you don't actually have to go to the place um so a lot of the ones that I have uh or or the, a lot of the ones that I've applied to do are being recorded are to be recorded from home so um so yeah so there's a lot there in the pipeline um and I will let you know if I get another one or if I get an audition for another one so <laughs> uh yesterday yes as I was saying we had a really good day we went out we went um you know played in the park we played on the beach the children just run riot um and just had a lot of fun um we i have a friend who is an engineer and my children love science and space those are their favorite subjects um and my friend um who is the engineer he is um always giving them little experiments to do which is where we come up with these sort of different different things that i've said about on here um so yesterday he came up with um dancing raisins <laughs> not only does he do the experiment he then explains how it applies how science applies to it um so yesterday we did this experiment um with dancing raisins which the kids loved. They really thought that was wonderful. After we did that, um, I will admit that I didn't take part in the next experiment because him and the children made fake vomit, which um, that's not my cup of tea at all. So we didn't. I didn't join in with that one, but they found that one even more fun than the dancing raisins but I thought I would let you know how to do the dancing raisins one because um all you need is uh some lemonade some water and a handful of raisins and that's it so there you go um you put uh the lemonade in one glass and you put the water in another glass and um put some uh raisins in the water and then you put some raisins in the lemonade now the one in the water the ones in the water will stay on the bottom they won't go anywhere they won't do anything exciting however the ones in the um lemonade will dance they will rise to the top um, of the glass and then sink back down again and they just do a little jig and that's because um, the bubbles the gas bubbles um, that the, the, in the lemonade you know the, the pit that makes you burp sometimes well that's carbon monoxide carbon no carbon dioxide sorry god can't get it right <laughs> it's carbon dioxide and um that carries the raisins the gas bubbles carry the raisins upwards and then when they got to the top they pop 
and then they sink down. But then they get caught on another one, another bubble, and then they go all the way up again. And the gas, when once they pop, once the bubbles pop, they re it releases them into the air or re releases the gas into the air. Um, and then that makes the raisin lose buoyancy and sink. So there you go. You can do some dancing raisins. As I say, my children thought that was wonderful. Um, thought the fake vomit was even more wonderful, but I am, you know, not going to tell you how to do that because I might upset your parents. <laughs> so anyway, um, I thought we would, what shall we read? Um, I'm just going to have a look and see what we could read. So I thought we might read The Boy Who Grew Dragons, the next chapter. What do you think? Hmm? So um, I think, I think we were on chapter eight next and it's called That's Grim, that is. So here goes. Um, for the next hour, Grandad had me hard at work. I'd left my hoodie with the little dragon in the pocket on a pile of dry grass cuttings. He'd seemed happy enough to stay curled up since the excitement of breakfast, but I couldn't help casting glances at it and smiling at the thought of what lay inside. I can't say I was all that heroic about the digging we were doing, but every time I started moaning, Grandad popped a caramel toffee in my mouth. We were just loading another wheelbarrow with tangled brambles when someone grunted. We both turned and saw a grim-looking man in faded blue dungarees wielding a hand fork like it was a lethal weapon. He was leaning across the wire fence that separated Grandad's garden from the one next door. What do you think you're playing at, he said, pointing at me. To be fair, I'm not sure he'd say he was playing, Grandad chuckled. Too right, I had blisters on my blisters from all the dig digging. God blimey, that's not playing. <laughs> I've had vandals in my garden, you know, the man said. Caused all sorts of mess. Kids mucking about in those fields think they can go where they like, including my garden. No respect anymore, I won't be having it. I'll be watching and I'll be taking matters into my own hands next time it happens. And he pointed a threatening finger at me, as if I was the one to blame. Well, this is my grandson, and he's doing me a great favour by clearing the garden with me, Grandad said, still friendly, but his voice firm. He's a good lad. He won't need watching. The man glared at me like he was waiting for me to show my true colours and eventually growled. You just keep away from what's mine, you hear? I opened my mouth to speak, but Grandad popped a toffee in so I couldn't get the words out. Then 
the man pointed his fork past us towards the ugly heap of debris we'd piled up from our digging. There was lots and lots of bongleweed. You'd better not let that lot near my garden. Blinking stuff, once it takes a hold, you can never get rid of it. You won't get anything growing in there. Not after that weed's dug its roots in. Well, it's early days, but we'll get there, said Grandad, ignoring the old man's tone. He was like a chirpy robin, cheerfully making its nest on a rottweiler's head. Blooming disgrace, this, the man said, waving in the general direction of Grandad's garden. And he turned away, mumbling something else under his breath. Who is that? I asked. That's our new neighbour, moved in a month or so ago. Name's Jim. Phew, grim, more like, I muttered. We watched him stomp off towards his shed, where he wrestled with the huge padlock. He slammed the door behind him, and for a second we saw his face at the window glowering out at us. Then a piece of ragged curtain was roughly pulled across. Poor fella, Grandad said, but he just sat on a bumblebee. That's something that always amazes me about Grandad. He's brilliant at dealing with people. Even if someone is being really horrible... He doesn't let it bother him. Not like it always bothers me. Instead of feeling cross or being rude back, Grandad actually seems to stick up for them. Poor blighter, he'll say, but it was his birthday and everyone forgot. Me? I reckon some people are just like that. Rude, I mean. Well, what was Grim's problem pointing his bony finger at me? As if I'd go near his stupid garden. I was pretty sure it wasn't vandals either. At least not the kind he was thinking of. Because I'd seen something that Grimm hadn't. There were dragon fruits littering the ground around the tree. They had burst open. Leaving trails of messy pulp across the dirt. I counted them. One, two, three, four, five, six, six burst fruits. But did that really mean there were six tiny dragons hatched and on the loose? Oh, if so, where were they now? As I walked home, I kept my hand in my pocket. I needed to feel the little dragon just to check that this was all truly a happening. Because everyone always says, I have a great imagination. And it's true. I don't just daydream. I daydream in Technicolor with surround sound. So it could have all been wishful thinking, couldn't it? But as I walked, I felt my dragon's claws gently scraping my palm. 
and then I felt him curl up on my hand, coiling his tail around my wrist. And I knew this was no daydream. This was the real deal. I looked up at the clouds and imagined my dragon flying through the sky, fully grown, soaring up into the blue, a jet of flame blazing from his mouth, me on his back. Inside my pocket, his hot breath warmed my skin, and with every puff, the dream of flying flared brighter. But by the time I'd got home, I knew that dreams of flying would have to wait. Because, let's face it, my dragon didn't even fill a shoebox. I wasn't going to get far on him. (laughs) And as for jets of flame, the most he spluttered out was sparks. And that was mainly because he kept sneezing. He seemed to have a cold or be allergic to everything. As I climbed the stairs, the dragon popped his head out of my pocket and sneezed for the gazillionth time. Covering my hand with the end of my sleeves, I caught the glowing spark before it could singe the carpet. I was going to be an ace cricketer at this rate. I'd have the sharpest reflexes in the school. Safely in my room, I lifted him out and settled him on my desk. He hopped about inspecting things. I wondered what I was going to call him. Red? Scorch? Blaze? I tried them out calling them to him. They were all good dragon names, but none of them quite fit this little shimmering creature. Obviously unimpressed by any of the names so far, He flew over to my cheese plant and started nibbling at the few remaining leaves. When he'd eaten his fill, he fluttered up to my shoulder and curled his tail around my neck. His scales glimmered turquoise, gold and back to ruby red, like a contented wave of colour flickering over his body. Flicker! I smiled and said the word aloud. The dragon tilted his head and looked at me. He uncurled himself, rose up into the air and sent out another spray of sparks in a glittering arc. And as he did, his scales flickered again, this time in the sunlight that shone through my bedroom window. I laughed, racing to snuff out each spark. Okay then. Flicker it is. (laughs) Well, at least the dragon's got a name now. Um, How can you imagine? Can you imagine six other dragons flying around the place? Oh, my goodness me. So, so we have a Thomas that daydreams. Do you daydream? Oh, I'm afraid I do. I used to be really, really bad when I was younger. Um, And I was one of those that daydreamed in technicolour with surround sound. Just means that you're a very, very vivid daydreamer. (laughs)
and that was definitely me. I dreamed, daydreamed of fairies and unicorns and all sorts of things. And I'm still just as bad. Um, well, not quite as bad. I do have a little, little glimpses of reality now and then. <laughs> so, um, today, what are, what am I up to? Not a lot. Not a lot. It's Sunday. Um, day of rest. <laughs> oh, if only it was really a day of rest in my house. It's not really a day of rest. But um, I'm sure we'll be thinking of things to do. So um, it's a very good day tomorrow, although it's Monday. Um, you know, it's Patriots Day today and it was um, book day, read a book day the other day. Well, it's a really good one tomorrow. So um, it's one of my favourite days tomorrow. But... You'll have to listen in to find out what day it is tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil the surprise. So you all have a wonderful, wonderful day. Do not forget the riddle. If you feed me, I grow. But if you give me water, I die. What am I? And don't forget, try out the dancing raisins and see if you can make them dance. <laughs> anyway, I will let you go and get on with your day. And I hope you have the most amazing day. OK, um, but make sure that whatever you're doing, you take care. And you stay safe. And I will see you all again tomorrow. Bye for now.